Raising Tech is your guide to understanding the role technology plays in your senior living business strategy and day-to-day operations. Tune in for tech trends, hot topics, and meet the people behind the tech landscape in senior living to gain practical technology knowledge that you can apply in your community today. Welcome to Raising Tech, a podcast about all things technology and senior living. I'm your host, Amber Barden. Today, we have two guests with us, Anthony Colombato from John Knox Village and Deepak Gadapati from VirtuSense. Welcome to the show. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Amber. Thanks for having us. Deepak, let's start with you. Deepak is the founder of VirtuSense, which is a company you may have heard of. VirtuSense has created a revolutionary falls prevention technology that uses artificial intelligence and innovative sensors. Tell us more about your founding story and how VirtuSense came to be, Deepak. Yeah, so my background is in machine vision and uh, artificial intelligence. So 15, 16 years back, I developed the first airport security scanner that you go lift your hands and looks for explosives. So we practically put it in every airport across the globe. And uh, uh, I took a break, wanted to do something different in life. When I was 26, I moved to New York City. So while I was there, I got a call from DOD to develop some technology. So I ended up working with US Army and for about six years. And while I was doing that, my grandmother, who was 68 years old, she fell, broke her hip, and died as a result of a fall within 10 days from the day she fell. So that's what got me into trying to figure out what can we do to prevent faults. And that was my calling. And I started Watch the Sense in 2013. Anthony, can you tell the listeners about yourself as well and about John Knox Village? Certainly. I'm the vice president of health services here at John Knox Village. Um, we're located in Lee Summit, Missouri, which is about 20 minutes outside of Kansas City. Um, we are the second largest single site life plan community um, in the country. Um, and so we, we provide services from a range of independent living, uh, assisted memory care skills. We have our own home health agency, hospice agency, uh, and our own ambulance service that we provide for residents both on campus and within our broader community. Anthony and Deepak, can you tell me the story of how you came to work together and how did you meet? So it was really interesting, right, Anthony? I mean, so, I mean, I didn't give, I mean, I'll give you a little bit of overview about WorkSense products because I just said about why we started. So you can put the context together. So we provide, we are the number one fall prevention solution in the world today. So we take care of our 1.2 million seniors just in US. So we're in about 4,000 post-acute care sites. We are in about 40 health systems across the country and uh, uh, rapidly expanding our footprint. So this was almost five, years plus back <laughs> mm-hmm. when we were just getting into the market. So there is an insurance company called Caring Communities Insurance. So that uh, actually is a captive insurance for uh, quite a few not-for-profits. Pro- not and John Knox Village was one of the members. And uh, uh, at that time, uh, uh, we... Uh, we got connected with caring communities through a affiliation with Ziegler and they were looking at our technology from fall prevention because 70% of the claims that happen in senior living industry are fall related. Anthony, you want to take the story from there? Yeah. So, I mean, from our perspective, you know, we've been trying to navigate the world of fall prevention for a very long time and our industry has not been able to move the needle a single bit. 
And so as we started to do all these different interventions and we did, you know, we introduced new call lights and we did, you know, pressure pads and, uh, you know, a variety of other things and it, and it didn't work. You know, we at John Knox Village, we've always felt like we were trying to be on the cutting edge of, you know, new technology and, and, and new interventions to improve the lives of our residents. And so uh, Jim Caldwell, the CEO of Caring Communities, came to us and said, hey, I, 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 I've become familiar with this technology that I think is right up your alley. And so uh, Deepak came out to do a presentation. I think it was in 2017. And uh, I think within 30 minutes, we were all sold that this was the company we were going to partner with to, to actually prevent, you know, outcomes for bad outcomes for our, our residents. So. so it was actually, I mean, it was really a very funny story. So uh, I was pitching and Jim Caldwell, I mean, obviously see what Caring Communities was uh, with, uh, with JKV, with Anthony and me. <clears throat> And he said, hey, I'm willing to pay for this technology. It was the balance assessment system back then, the first one. And, uh, uh, and uh, I still remember Rodney and Anthony said, no, no, I mean, it has enough ROI that we can buy it on our own. So <laughs> it was very interesting when, uh, when they really saw a clear ROI for their residents and as well as from a financial standpoint. And after that, I mean, uh, uh, we deployed uh, VST balance and assessment system that in under 90 seconds figures out who's at risk for falls based on balance, gait, and function deficits. And uh, it designs a care plan customized for each resident and tracks to see who's getting better and who's not. And it starts de-risking the, uh, the seniors. So that was our first engagement with uh, John Knox Village. And uh, right after that, I mean, things, uh, uh, I mean, the relationship went to the next gear so during the presentation, I mentioned that uh, we were developing a technology that is in-room based that also is focused on preventing falls in skilled nursing and memory care. So, I mean, we said, I mean, we are a year or a couple of years out in developing that. And we, we were focusing a little bit on the hospital side. So Anthony being Anthony, I mean, who is a very <laughs> innovative leader, he said, hey, can we get this in senior living? I, I need this like tomorrow. So, I mean, he kept pushing us and we finally, even the same time we were testing this in hospitals, we had it like two years from the roadmap to get into senior living, but Anthony put quite a bit of pressure. He said, I really need it, I really need it. So we just got it in into JKV. I think, I think if I remember correctly, I had it on my calendar to call you every three months. <laughs> You did. Until you would commit to me when we would be able to have it installed because I, it was that exciting. I love that persistence. <laughs> Anthony, you said a few minutes ago that you there hasn't really been any company that's been able to move the needle on false technology. So tell me a little bit about what VirtuSense actually does. So what does it actually look like from a resident's perspective or from a caregiver perspective and what are the benefits? So there and as Deepak mentioned, there's two different applications that we're using right now. So let me let me talk a little bit about VS. I'm going to go backwards and talk about VST Alert first, um, which is the in-room sensor that will notify our staff if a resident is starting the process of getting out of bed. You know, so we we uh, through Deepak's research and some of our own um, you know research, we know it takes on average about a minute from the time that a resident starts the process to get out of bed till the time that they're actually out of bed. And a minute 
may not seem like a long time in the real world, but in our world, that's, that's, that's a lot of time for us to, to really, you know, get in there and help. Um, you know, as Deepak mentioned with, um, the story of his grandmother, you know, we societally do not know if someone's a fall risk until after they've had a fall. And that's really backwards. If you think about that, and there should be some, some ways for us to understand, you know, what puts someone into that high risk, medium risk, low risk category. So we installed 11 sensors onto our rehab unit. Um, that was our highest area of fall prevalence and our highest uh, area of claims that we had. Um, and so we picked 11 rooms to do this pilot program with VirtuSense over a six month period. And in that six month period, we saw almost an 80% reduction in falls um, from the previous year, uh, which is substantial. And so, you know, I think, uh, and, and Deepak would admit, you know, we were the first, we were the guinea pigs. So we helped them work through, you know, a lot of um, challenges, but it, it, it was and is a really good partnership and learning opportunity. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we were able to prevent falls and, and that is something that we were not able to do on our own. So, so where, where do the sensors, are they on the residents? Are they in the rooms or how does that part work? Uh, yeah. Let me explain how the technology works, Amber. So the in-room technology uses a technology called LIDAR. So this is basically what you see in your autonomous cars uh, that figures out in 3D, I mean, like what Google does on their autonomous cars or Ford's uh, autonomous driving cars. So it figures out in 3D, where is the bed, where is the chair, where is the IV port, where is the patient, where is the hand wash station. So it knows the surroundings. And there are AI chips built in on the system itself that take all this data 30 times a second, uh, it captures all this data. And we use two and a half million such hours of data trying to figure out what do people do before they get up from the bed and before they get up from the chair. Because traditionally, all you know is after. So there are a bunch of things that tell you they have fallen or they have uh, already gotten up from the bed. So it's too late. So using this AI, today we know 30 to 65 seconds before they get up that they're going to get up with very few false farms. So as a result, I mean, the system talks back with the resident in the room in a bunch of different languages. So it says, please don't get up, someone will help you. And at the same time, alerts the nurses and the CNAs and techs on their uh, phones or endpoint devices and in the central console and the nursing station. So all this happens simultaneously. So that extra time of asking them to wait in their room gives you an extra minute or two. So as a result, most, a lot of times when clinicians walk in, the patient, the, the, the residents or seniors are still in their bed or in their chair and they're waiting. So that's how we are preventing significant amount of falls. And it's, you don't need, it's a super lightweight system. It's like that small, it just fits in your hand and it goes on the wall. And the most important thing to note is it's not a camera. So there is, it works both in night and dark. It uses like, how do you think of a radar in submarines that uses Doppler and ultrasound and all that? This uses just light. And uh, it's, it's completely privacy-centric. You don't know if it's a male or a female or a skin tone, nothing. And even all that data is only just processed and discarded. So we don't keep any of that. That one-minute response time seems... Uh like a short time window, how do you present this to caregivers in terms of being constantly aware and looking for these alerts to come in? And what is your what is the response like to alerts? So our strategy, 
was really to focus on the nurses. You know, we know at any given time throughout the day, a CNA could be tied up in a room with a resident and that could prevent them from, you know, leaving that person in a vulnerable position to help another one. You know, our, our communication strategy was aside from the fact that, you know, you, you have the opportunity to prevent a fall when a nurse has a fall on her shit, his or her shift, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Even for a non-injury fall, they have about three hours worth of paperwork to complete. They have to notify a family member. They have to notify the physician. Um, they have to do 72 hours worth of neuro checks on the patient. So, you know, in, in our mind, it was okay. It, you have this device on you, you see the alert, it is worth dropping whatever you are doing to go help this resident, you know, a to prevent a fall, which is most importantly, but be all the after effects that, that come after the fall. And, and I think that was the, the key to get a lot of buy-in. How, what is the resident and family response to this? What are their thoughts on this platform? And do you encounter any resistance to this type of technology? We, we have not encountered resistance. I remember the, the first time we deployed it, you know, we had a daughter that we were informing about the, the sensor and, and what it could do. And I remember that the daughter ended up in tears because she said, I, I can't even at home get my mom to stop falling. And for the first time I have hope. And, you know, I'll never forget that story. You know, we, we have them sign a, a waiver, just letting them know that there is a sensor in the room that we are going to be, you know, working with a, uh, a software vendor to, you know, monitor and to send alerts and things like that. And we've, I, I've yet to get anyone that did not um, want to sign the waiver that did not understand what we were doing. I think everyone has been very supportive. Deepak, can you what? talk a little bit about the growth of VirtuSense? How many communities are you in? How many uh, residents are you serving today in the senior living industry? So, uh, so bulk of our installations are in senior living. I mean, uh, so we had exponential growth in 2020, 2021. And, uh, so when we were working with Anthony, probably we were in about, about a hundred, 200 communities. And, uh, uh, so what happened after that is, I mean, the assessment product VST balance got a very, very wide adoption because of the outcomes. So we started, uh, so if you think about it, everything today in falls is reactive and everyone reacts after a fall happens, whether it's in a nursing home room or even in AL or IF, right? Everything is reaction based after you fall. So when we identify these deficits ahead of time, all of a sudden physical therapy, contract rehab providers, a lot of them got us into, they bought thousands of systems from us and put them in these communities where they were reducing falls significantly. Uh, they were able to generate new revenue streams by identifying mid-B residents. As a result of that, I mean, we expanded to almost about 4,000 facilities uh, with the VST balance product. And on the VST alert side, we've been growing very consistently. Uh, in, we are in a few thousands of uh, beds in post-acute site. And the same VST balance actually is also used now in primary care. So it is used during annual wellness visits by primary care physicians. So quite a few health groups, uh, Anthony, I don't know about you, but at least in St. Louis, we have quite a few health systems rolling these out across all primary care in Chicagoland and quite a few places. Yeah. That's amazing growth. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you walk me through when you're having these initial conversations with a community, what are some of the benefits that you highlight? How do you talk about the ROI and the cost model? And what are some of the other key things you think that communities should know? Yeah, so 
I mean, obviously, depending on what kind of community, the ROI is different. For example, if you're looking at a, uh, just let's start with skill because that's where the toughest place where a lot of falls happen, right? So to give you a perspective, as I said before, 70% of the claims that happen in skilled nursing are fall related. So if you keep that in perspective, the industry numbers uh, average across the country, an average 100 bed skilled community has about 1.3 settlements in a given year. I'm sorry, 1.5 settlements in a given year. And 70 per, I mean, average settlement cost is about $250,000. So if you think about it, they're spending about $375,000 a year and 70% of those claims are false. So when we did a study with caring communities insurance and what it came down to is we were actually eliminating the complete, we were reducing the claims by 70%. So this is almost, if you think about it, it's about a quarter million plus savings in a year. That's the first thing. The second thing is now your uh, quality ratings, your uh, star ratings go up. And we, I mean, we've seen this in quite a few communities. I mean, uh, we actually did a case study in a different community where we reduced falls with injuries by 96% within uh, a quarter of implementing this. And the nurse to patient ratio is something off late we're seeing a big jump because we are going to be enabling pressure ulcers. We are already doing this in few hospitals now. So as a beta program, Anthony, so what it's gonna do is, I mean, if patients don't turn in the bed, it's gonna talk back with them and say, please turn to your right side or please turn to your left side. And if they're not compliant, then it alerts the nurse. So as a result, we, are, we, we will be reducing about 70 to 80% of pressure ulcers that happen in any clinical setting. So when you're doing all this in a highly automated fashion where your nurse doesn't have, or CNA doesn't have to go in every 30 minutes or an hour and check on the residents, because we are checking them every 30 times a second. So that really helps you provide care for more people with less resources. We are seeing this in both hospitals and post-acute care. So these are some of the three big benefits, right? I mean, reducing costs, I mean, the liability, legal costs, enabling uh, uh, more, I mean, actually there is, if you're a, using a physical therapy provider, the user balance system, then what happens is you also generate new med B therapy revenue and you almost have a five to six X ROI on that system right away. So that's why a lot of contract rehab providers use our technology today, right? So between all this, I mean, day one, when we go and flip the switches, we actually, it's an ROI positive thing. It's immediate new revenue, cost avoidance, as well as quality metric improvement. And quite a few communities use this as a marketing differentiator, like John Maxwell H. I mean, when resident, when you want to put in your, let's say your mother who is 78 or 80 years old, and you visit three or four communities, everyone says the same thing. I mean, plus or minus 10% change in pricing, but you can say, put them through a quick assessment when they walk in and show your mom is a high risk. And this is the technology we're going to use. This is how we're going to take care of them. And if they don't get better, then we put these sensors in this room to make sure we take care of them without falling. It, it's a very simple decision for a family member to make. 
Anthony, can you talk a little bit about how you implemented the program at John Knox? What what are the uh, things that you think were the keys to success? And what are maybe some things you wish you would have known or lessons learned that you could share? Well, yeah, and I said I was going to go backwards and talk about VST Alert first. You know, I'll, I'll stick with that, that that was a program that, you know, I, I think we knew going into that, that we, being the first, you have all the benefits of being the first community to have that. You have all the pitfalls as well, right? Because we're all learning things together. You know, I think I don't really have anything that I would have done differently with that implementation. You know, the uh, Virtue Sense and the team were out here routinely on the phone with us you know, as we work through and learn together. And so that was a really good relationship. And, you know, I'm a personal believer that, you know, we're not a customer, we're, we're, we're in this together. And we have always been treated like a partner, um, which has been fantastic. On the VST balance side, um, the reason I went backwards is even though that was on our campus first, it actually took longer to get that integrated into the culture. And that I think more so is we, we didn't really understand the long-term ramifications of using a product like that. And so very recently, we've started to use that product more routinely. Um, and as Deepak had said, we have seen a incredible increase in the amount of referrals for outpatient therapy. Um, that the, the, the group that is doing the VST balance and the outpatient therapy group are now meeting on a weekly basis to find out, you know, who did their VST balance system, um, and, and who would benefit from therapy. And, you know, we've told our residents that our goal is to have them do the VST balance every six months or so, because it will track them over the course of their lifetime. So it'll show if their gait speed has slowed down or their time, get up and go is different, or their balance has just changed as they aged. And it was funny. We're now starting to walk around campus and we'll hear, well, Hey, you, you got to go get your balance test done. And so the residents are finally starting to embrace it because they want the same thing that we want, which is for them to age in place as long as possible and to receive healthcare where they want to receive healthcare, as opposed to being forced to move through the system. What do you see are the real possibilities to take this technology to the next level in the next couple of years? What do you envision how VirtuSense will look in the next three to five years in terms of outcomes and new products? And tell me what you're most excited about. I think, you know, historically, senior living has been so far behind other interest industries from a, a technological standpoint that we're now starting to see a lot of companies flood um, the industry with, with a lot of different solutions. So for us, you know, we've had to carefully pick and choose because you can't do everything, right? And so we've had to be very strategic with our partners. You know, I, I think what I'm looking for is to partner with organizations that can continue to automate some systems and some processes for us and really to augment our workforce because we've all experienced tremendous workforce challenges, even pre-pandemic. They're getting worse, I feel like, almost every day. And so we have to figure out, like other industries have, how to utilize technology to help us augment care, deliver care, whatever system that is, because that is going to be where the future is. And so you know, that's where we're very excited to continue to partner with a very forward-thinking organization like VirtuSense so that we can continue to kind of look through that cracked crystal ball together to predict, you know, what the future is going to look like um, and how we can create a different future for seniors and a better one. So just to add on to that, Amber, uh, exactly what Anthony was telling. So when we started our collaboration relationship with JKV, 
Dan, I mean, Rex Roth, I mean, who is uh, the CEO of uh, John Knox Village, Anthony and Rodney, they were the three pillars who saw what we were doing and where we were going with it, right? I mean, it's not just the faults. I mean, it was about the pressure ulcers and, uh, and it's about enabling care. So what happened during the pandemic is, I mean, it's becoming very hard to get hold of specialty physicians to really help residents in a nursing home. And on top of that, you don't have enough staff to actually care for these residents. So what we are doing now is, I mean, we're already doing this in the hospital side where we are enabling telehealth. So what we mean by that is when a resident has, for example, uh, symptoms that are not getting better from a physical standpoint or pain standpoint, we can bring in a physiatrist onto the system within a matter of 24 hours. So like that, and they can schedule a call and they come in and they provide care. And there is no cost to the facility and uh, physicians will bill directly through telehealth and they'll take care of the patient. And uh, in most cases, it, there's not a lot of cost to the patient either because they're all covered through insurance side. So we are not only just provide being predictive, we are being the ecosystem that connects and delivers care pretty quick. So Anthony, one more thing, uh, there is a new partnership we, we formulated through which you can designate one room where we'll put our hospital grade VST1 inside the nursing home. And if you have any patient that gets that has a stroke, within 90 seconds, you switch the system on, you will get a stroke neurologist to evaluate the patient. So today, if you think about it, you drive the patient to the ED and the ED, it's about 20 minutes. And then there is a stroke neurologist that needs to see them. The point is not all EDs have stroke neurologists. So there is a huge shortage. So the company we are working with, Sevaro, they actually partnered with us on the ED side in the hospitals. And then we said, why should we wait another 20 minutes to make the call? Why can't we do this in the nursing home itself or in senior living where all they need is an access to a nurse? So if we can get a, access to a nurse, they can do initial triage rather than waiting and putting them at a 70% mortality risk. Can we reduce that to 10 to 20% by identifying, by intervening ahead of time? So these are new care delivery enabling mechanisms through telehealth that we are doing. And additionally, we are also, uh, we also did uh, a decent amount of work with Anthony and his team on vital monitoring. So we have FDA approved patches. These are like stickers that go on the chest that automatically measure all the vitals, like heart rate, respiration rate, pulse ox, core body temp, ECG, and blood pressure. And the AI automatically looks at deterioration and would alert the nurses if the patient is deteriorating. So you don't have to wait to get vitals every eight hours or 12 hours or COVID cases, you had to get vitals every two hours. So you don't have to use PPE or the mask the system was automatically doing all this for you. And now we are working with Anthony to get it more into independent living, a wearable that goes on your arm that can monitor these vitals uh, pretty much real time, like once every 15 minutes. It's like a small iPod. If you remember the iPod nanos that go on your uh, shoulder, it's exactly of that size. So there is quite a bit of uh, uh, innovation coming in healthcare and especially to be, our focus is to be proactive, right? We just don't want to tell after something happens because there's already people who know what to do. 
when a person has heart attack or a respiratory failure. We want to find these out ahead of time. We want to find sepsis ahead of time. We want to find treasure ulcers before they happen, falls before they happen. So that's the uh, pathway for VirtuSense. That sounds really exciting. I'm excited to see what comes next. Anthony and Deepak, is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I think I think as dark as the last two years have been for our industry, I really do believe that we are headed for a very bright spot, you know, and I think we've talked pre pandemic even about how this next um, generation of seniors, they're going to want to age differently, they're going to want alternative choices. And so now fresh off the pandemic, you know, I I think we're we're at a point where we are going to have some very significant offerings for them. And we're going to meet the consumers where, where they need and want to be met, which is exciting for both parties. So just to wrap up on that, Amber, I think, I mean, I can't echo more. Last two years have been really, really tough on healthcare, but senior living, you had the toughest problems and least amount of dollars on the other side, which made it even worse. And typically healthcare is uh, not only just senior living, in general healthcare, we have always been a very reactive society and always we threw people at problems. And this is the first time in the history where we don't have people to throw at problems. So this is where the key for, I don't want to use the word, I mean, autonomous care, but to the level that we want to be predictive and augment the capabilities of clinicians on the floor. You can't expect them to run around and do everything and do all these additional 20 things. And it causes burnout, stress, and all these things. And uh, you need to take, senior living communities will have to make some technological investments, like core base. You need to have a very minimal working Wi-Fi for any of these technologies to work, right? So those are some of the investments they need to make and uh, infrastructure side. And on top, they need to pick technology partners that can truly transform care for them and make some bets. You got to move. You can't just drag, I mean, wait for miracles to happen because, I mean, if anything that got thought in the last two years, unless you act, you'll be in a tough spot. Great summary and wrap up. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Deepak and Anthony. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And listeners, thank you for tuning in to this month's Raising Tech episode, and we will see you next month with more technology insights. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Raising Tech, where we help senior living communities unlock the power of transformational technology. This podcast is powered by Parasol Alliance.